What's up, guys? I am Caleb Giddings. And I'm Keith. And I'm Jack. And uh, this week's episode of Gunday Brunch is brought to you by the uh, Danish Monarchy, which is the only monarchy I stand. Um, that's a cup uh, for, that I got in Denmark. And But more importantly, it's brought to you by Taurus USA and Guns.com. If you're looking for information on reliable, affordable firearms for personal protection, home defense, sport and recreation, uh, and, you know, maybe a desk pop here, here, you know, or two here or there, uh, go to TaurusUSA.com. If you'd like to buy those firearms, you can go to our friends at Guns.com. Um, Hashtag desk pop responsibly. Yeah, uh, there's a great video where some guy did a field pop with a with a Madus, and I was like, "Well done, well done, Yikes. sir." Uh, especially because if you don't know what you're looking at, the BFA on a Madus doesn't look like a BFA to most normal people. So no, no, it lo- it looks like it turns it into a Star Wars blaster. It yeah, really the moment you add like, that thing, it really does just. I love how many movies are just like, oh, future machine guns. It's like, it's just a BFA. Right. It's just a Madus with a BFA. It's it just a Madus cool. with a BFA. It, 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 it's the only BFA that looks cool because all other, like, <laughs> facts. The, oh, number yeah, the, of... the AR, the AR, the M4 BFA, it's like, you. Why'd you turn the gun into a keychain? That's fucking right. weird. <laughs> the best thing that ever happened to people trying to take Hardo photos at the National Training Center was Sims. Because you can just close that ejection port cover and no one can see the blue yep. bolt. Now, now there's it no looks more, pretty good. There's now no more big yellow good. thing at the end of it to make your Hardo photo be very obviously in a training environment. Um and I don't uh, have a good segue to get into today's topic because we're going to start with uh, talking about Star Wars. And I'm going to do the most minor of spoilers for the new show Ahsoka here in three, two, one. A character gets stabbed through the abdomen and lives. The reason this character lives is because this character has immediate access to extremely high quality medical care uh, and as well as the fact that they were stabbed off the center line. The internet has reacted like the internet does and is upset that this character and several other characters in recent Star Wars memory have been stabbed through the abdomen and lived where Qui-Gon Jinn was stabbed in the middle of his body and died. Now, I'll tell you guys why these characters cut in half yeah yeah hold on yeah (laughs) that's like a whole side thing right like hold on you guys are mad that these characters got stabbed through the abdomen and lived and qui-gon died meanwhile darth maul gets entirely cut the fuck in half and you don't get mad that he somehow lived look but no no they do they do oh they do some of them do others are like no that totally makes sense i'm like ah yes the robot legs and replacement butthole absolutely makes sense (laughs) i've never thought about the butthole (laughs) they had to build a butthole into him (laughs) well they probably would have just given him a colostomy bag right poop into that for the rest of his life i would have asked for a robot going around oops sorry guys um (laughs) So here's the thing, and the Darth Maul is actually a good example. The outside the universe, like the actual reason that some characters die and some characters live is plot armor. That's why. It's plot. We need need to have them have a traumatic event and then survive it. And I guarantee you that the plan was not for Darth Maul to survive getting chopped in half until Dave Filoni was like, I... That was was someone going, I have... That was George originally going, I put a good bad guy in here and I killed him. Yeah. And then somebody else later down the road going like, he was cool. Yoink. Yeah, let's bring him back. That happened. It happened. So 
but let, so I want to talk about two things. First, we'll talk about the in-universe explanation for why some of these characters live and why Qui-Gon dies. And it's it has to do with the topic of this episode, which is how people get stopped, right? Like when people get stopped via physical trauma to the bodies, to the body, there's a couple of mechanisms that do it. And Qui-Gon got hit with the worst one because if you look in the movie, he was stabbed right under his sternum, like directly straight through the center line. That lightsaber went through his spine and it went through his descending aorta. He's dead. That you're dead. End of end of discussion. He's not and sticking around for that talk they had. That's yeah. for certain. Oh, no, no, like no. that that was that was the plot armor to get him to say the things that needed he to be said. But like the boy. Lightsaber physics being as nebulous as they are, either that's gone well, or that's used and nothing. I, I don't think they're that nebulous. Let's let's start. Uh, they automatically cauterize whatever wound they cause, mm-hmm. um, which is also horrific. I just want to, yeah. I just want to say, um, I was a longtime Star Wars fan. I've become less of one, um, but it always kind of bothered me that our our space pacifist monks walk around mutilating and burning anyone they say fit. Yeah, just um, chopping people up and like leaving them with horrific, disfiguring wounds. We are the, for the peacekeepers. Now allow me to horrifically burn you. But but the problem is is George was like, George was like, I want a laser sword. Laser swords would be cool. And then they were like, What would a laser sword look like? What would it do? And the thing it would do to people, if you were able to get close enough to use one of the things, is horrific. Yeah. It is keep you up at night from the screams that you have caused, which is why when we got to, you know, like the bad guys in Star Wars are always like vaguely human esque, but we don't show the face. Or they're just straight robots. We chopped to a million robots. What do we care? It's fine. They're droids. They're funny. You can rebuild them. Close enough. But the the lightsaber is a terrible thing. It is. It's a horrifying thing. If you get stabbed in the middle by a laser beam, um, and it doesn't take out that spine, all it's done is poked a hole and then stopped it from bleeding. Yeah. Now you might have, now if you end up with, uh, if you don't have, and this is the important thing, and this is what how we transition this into the real world, is Qui-Gon did not have immediate access to medical care, and his spine was severed, and his descending aorta was also probably severed, and then cauterized, which means that his heart was pumping blood into this thing that it was stopping, and so his blood pressure is going up through the roof until that cauterization either blows and then he has massive internal bleeding and dies or his heart explodes. So you're dead. Also spine, spine. Also spine. Yeah. yeah. So, but here's the thing that, that, that we want to, that I'm, I'm going to pivot this to Hollywood. Then we'll pivot to the real world. By and large, Hollywood has sold you a bill of goods on people getting stabbed through the abdomen, being a rapid, immediate death sentence. Are there places you can get stabbed in the abdomen that aren't the spine that will kill you? Yes. Does it happen fast? No, it does not happen fast. It's unbelievably painful. People have survived abdominal, abdominal, fuck. People have survived gut wounds. People have survived the abominable snowman. (laughs) People have survived gut wounds for as long as we've had things that could stab you in the gut. All right. Even way back before there was medicine, you could get the goal you could get the one in a million yeah, back, shot back when they're like we will get the woodpecker to eat the putrefied yeah. flesh like the, they're people who made it 
Well, yeah, people have survived stab wounds to the abdomen since there have been stab wounds. Uh, Hollywood, and this is... That gets you. Hollywood uses stab uh, abdominal stab wounds for two reasons. One, great plot device because you can stab the guy and then he can still talk for a minute and be like, you must train the boy or you are the chosen one. Go forth with my sword. Avenge things me, like Keely. Avenge yeah, me. Yep. Exactly. Uh, but like, uh, the, the but lethality the, is really based on like the Hollywood hit point pool. So yeah. like, obviously if you are an NPC bad guy with a hit point pool of like two, you get the gut wound. It's just as disabling as a yeah. shot to the dome. However, if you are a main character protagonist or antagonist, if you're one of those and have the bigger hit point pool, you can take one of those gut wounds and, and last as long as the plot needs you to. Well, then yeah. there's the other reason they do gut wounds is the same reason that people get shot in the forehead a lot instead of the actual like triangle of death. Uh, it's really easy to apply a special effects makeup to the stomach area if you need to show a wound because that's lots of relatively flat, smooth skin that yeah. takes makeup mm -hmm. and SFX stuff really, really well. It's actually much harder to apply makeup and SFX material to the upper chest because there's dense bone. There's a lot of other stuff going on up there. So it's like it it's tougher. It doesn't stick as well. Let's, let's also talk about like Harry okay, chests. if you <laughs> yeah, yeah. if if you look at like early nineteen twenties films and on, um, when someone gets shot on the screen, what do they do? Grab their stomach <laughs> and double it, <laughs> oh, yeah. and they like fall down. You know why? Because they're actors, they're and when you tell an actor act like you've been shot, they emote this huge, long thing. If you took a kid who's had access to live leak, and you're like, <laughs> you act like you got shot, they're just going to drop like a rock, and it's going to be really disconcerting. Because the they know what a person getting shot looks like. The best all-time Hollywood anecdote about that is, of course, uh, Christopher Lee from uh, the Two Towers. Wars, and I was going to bring this and up. He was in, and he, the lightsaber fighting. He, yeah, he was also in Star Wars. But his <laughs> bit in the Two Towers, and if you haven't looked this up, you can go look it up. But when he gets stabbed in uh, the Two Towers, he's supposed to. He was originally supposed to let out this scream. And he goes to the to uh, the director, and he says, "That's not what people do when they get stabbed." Goes, Peter, right? Peter, that's not how it goes. That's not how. That's not the noise people make when they get stabbed. And you, and that was the moment when the director remembered that Christopher Lee was in what did the British call the OSS? It wasn't the OSS; they had something else. He was in the British version of like the CIA OSS in World War II. He knows he was what the it British sounds version like. of "I get to murder people for my country" in right. World War II. He knows what the noise sounds like because he's made people make the noise. It's fantastic, or he's been next to someone who made the noise, regardless. Um, <laughs> but what that gets us to is we want to talk about stops and like because we, you know, this is a theoretically this is a podcast that's about self-defense not about movies and tv shows uh ish yeah theoretically this is a podcast um oh this but, is a podcast theoretically it's about whatever we want so so but that so one of the things that people get hung up about is the idea even if we have largely debunked the idea of you know handgun stopping power and stuff like that there isn't a great understanding of 
in, in outside of like the 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 expert community, there isn't a great understanding of why people stop fighting when they experience physical physiological trauma. And there are, by and large, three reasons that people stop fighting. One is a loss of blood pressure. One is a loss of electrical power, and the other is a psychological stop. And they have decided that this fight is not for them anymore. Everyone here has seen some example of those. And here's the fun thing: those can all be induced by everything for a, like the ones that require actual trauma can be induced by everything from physical strikes, uh, you know, all the way, you know, bullets, guns, bombs, things like it that. It can be induced by pepper spray because pepper spray is not pleasant. <laughs> I would argue that pepper spray is a, is almost stop. always a psychological it's largely, stop. it's largely psychological, but it is not pleasant to have on yeah. or in your order. No, but, it's, it's not pleasant to have. And I will, I will say pepper spray is a psychological stop. Um, it's painful. It, also hurts the ability to see well mm-hmm. and breathe well, which are things that can aid you in a fight. It's also a universal adapter. Once anyone sprays anybody, everybody gets a taste. Mm-hmm. Unless you are really good at sprinting. Um, but even I've caught backblast because uh, the wind conditions were just so yeah. that I'm like, oh, that was mild, but not great. So I'll talk about, uh, I think I'll talk about psychological stops uh, first. And a psychological stop is the person decides to stop fighting. It is not dependent on that person experiencing any physical trauma, although sometimes physical trauma is a part of it. So examples of psychological stops, uh, you pepper spray someone and they go, that sucked. I don't want to do this. They fall down on the ground. They start writhing back and forth, going my eyes, my eyes, and you run away. That is a psychological stop. Another great example of a psychological stop is most defensive gun uses that don't involve gunfire, actually all defensive gun uses that don't involve gunfire are psychological stops. And that's where the gun comes out and the person who is now having the gun point pointed at them decides that they don't want to participate in this con- in this exchange anymore. They may- 100, 100 IQ point syndrome. Their IQ jumps by 100 points real quick and goes, ah, this is not to my advantage. Now, what's interesting about that one is their reaction may not be what you expect because they okay. may not flee. They may sometimes they may see the gun and turn and flee. Other times, it's not the first time that person has had a gun pointed at them and they just decided that their job got more difficult than they wanted to engage in and they turn around and walk away. That's actually kind of spooky when that happens because you're like, Okay, I fun, this fun this fact, thing was not as much of an advantage as I thought it was. Gun at someone, the chances that they have had a gun pointed at them prior are much higher than you have ever had. Oh yeah, oh, especially as an armed citizen, if you throw down on somebody, the odds that it's your first time throwing down on someone and it's their three hundred thirty second time being thrown down on, pretty good. Like uh, the the professional criminal class gets guns pointed at them on a regular basis. By a number of people, including yeah. their friends. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think? I mean, have you watched a rap video lately? Like, that's <laughs> no, but like, that's actually not a still bad safer exi- than Alec Baldwin. Facts. That's a that's a, that's a great big fact. So that there, you know, there was there was one that dropped recently that has skyrocketed the sales of M two forty nines in Detroit, and that's just a huh? <laughs> that's, yeah. What like M two like saw like saw like saws like yeah. The like the M249 has gone up in my area because of it. Turns out people who are it. unregistered pharmaceutical agents 
have a little bit of spending money and enjoy status symbols that may not be practical. Yep. No. Man, I'd rather have a saw than a Lambo. So hashtag big flex. Um, so other types of psychological stops that you'll run into. Uh, I won't talk much about strikes because that is not my area of expertise, but you see psychological stops when people get shot a lot of time with uh birdshot, for example. They get shot with a chest full of birdshot and they go, That was bull crap. I'm done. And they lay down, crawl away, do whatever. But you didn't do anything that physically stopped them from trying to kill you. No. Um, strikes, you know, Jack, I think you can speak to strikes. You, you know, um, I've, I've hit, hit a lot of people and a lot of people have hit me. Um, I have seen everything. I've seen a person get their lights turned off by a punch that I thought was like, like I was watching the punch like, yeah, it's not that big. Oh, no, that dude's out. He is. He is done. He is physically out of this fight. And now has a traumatic brain injury. Because um, the moment I, I I'm gonna tell you this, the moment you're knocked out, you are on a you are on a TBI list. It has happened to you. Um any amount of time unconscious from that is not good. No. In, not in movies we see this a lot where like the good guy will get like popped on the head and he's like out for an indeterminate amount of time and he wakes up. That's I'm a TBI. Like, I'm like, get that guy to a hospital. We need we need a cat scan an MRI immediately. <laughs> like that dude's head is like not brain swelling is happening. Everybody um, who's been knocked people, unconscious, raise your hand. It's the worst fucking. Not, it's not good. I, I before I was fifteen, I had been rendered unconscious via strike six times and had six cat scans. Yeah, how many fingers am I? Two <laughs> plus the wavy one. Trust me, there's it's it's. <laughs> it's had an effect over the years. Um, a little brief aside. Um, I was talking with William April, rest in peace, uh, several years ago at his class, Unthinkable, which was a fantastic class. I'm sorry that more people didn't take it. Um, and he was like, violent criminal actors often have a large number of TBIs from their childhood. And I'm like, mm, what's a large number? And he goes... <laughs> it's like that Doctor Who meme. Is four a lot? Well, like, it depends. Hot depends. dogs? No. Traumatic brain injuries? Yes. So, yeah, if somebody catches you in the jawline, in the temple, I have seen a knockout from a body shot, but Ooh. I think that was more the air leaving the system and then the body poorly reacting to it. Um, Sometimes you just get hit and it the right sequence of events happen in the body. Right. I, and it's just out. You know, and I, on that topic, I actually encourage people. I have spent the last probably 10 years watching almost every UFC pay-per-view and a good number of the fight night cards, as well as like karate combat, all sorts of like mixed martial arts and striking arts. And I encourage people to watch stuff like that. You can't just watch one card. You have to watch a lot of fighting because you then start to learn the efficacy of strikes. Because to Jack's point, I've seen dudes get hit with shots where I'm like, oh, he's going to shake that off. And they fold up like a lawn chair. And then other times I've seen dudes get hit with shots. And I'm like, how are you alive right now? There, are, less there are standing. There are people who physically and through experience 
are going to take shots that would knock a normal person out. Absolute mm-hmm. facts. Um, I I have personally landed blows on people that I'm like, why are you not going to sleep? There's also a pharmaceutical element to it. Mm-hmm. Certain narcotics can make you more resistant to these things or not as much resistance as just it's not doing the same thing. You're still mm-hmm. getting the injury. You're still getting the yeah, TBI. You're still taking physical damage. However, whatever you are have ingested into your body has over your body to the point where it can just keep going. And I'm going to, I'm going to go a step further and kind of be very cautious with how I say this, but you need to respect punching someone. There is this idea that like, well, it's not, you know, we're just fighting. I know a guy with an, Involuntary manslaughter. I think he got involuntary. Involuntary manslaughter charge. Uh, he was standing at a phone at a bar. Guy walked up. Back hit when the, bars uh, had phones. Right. Um, this is on camera, too. Guy walked up and hit the uh, hang-up thing. So he ended the guy's call early. And he, like, turned at him. And the drunk dude who had just hung up the call just goes, like, pushes him. And the guy I know just, bop. That dude was dead before he hit the floor. I mean that's just bad luck too. Like, but mm-hmm. to your point, the this is and this goes back. This is something that I that I've said that lots of other people say. It, it's one of the pepper spray weird. is a lower level of force than punching someone in the fucking face. Yeah, I can pepper spray you, and tomorrow you will have zero long term negative consequences. I can punch you in the face, and if I connect right with the right amount of force and the right angles, I can break bones. I can do significant me, and I am not, you know, I'm not out here swinging, you know, dropping bombs like Jack. Imagine if someone jack size punches you in the face. All right, that is, it's not pleasant. It's no, that is, no. That is a, I've that talked is to, a I've talked to a lot of the people I've consequences, hit, and all of them are like zero out of ten. Do not recommend. I'll I'll give you an easy understanding of size here. This is a standard Coke can. I don't have any Coke cans for comparison. This is my fist. Fun fact, I have seen people hold full Coke cans in their hand to use as an as a force multiplier to hit people with. Yeah, so it's that just extra mean, ounces of look, max. Andre the Giant over here doesn't need a fucking force multiplier for that. Somebody once uh, asked me if I carried like uh brass knuckles like, when i why? bounce i was like i don't need those that also <laughs> they're not great they're not a great item no they don't add that much to you and what they take away from you uh is, well, yeah. is really ability <laughs> yeah the ability to use the hand was my thing like i would much rather grab a hold of someone they also than to have a lead shot hand in 90 percent of circumstances if you strike someone with brass knuckles you are now striking them with deadly force like whether or not you yes. intend to kill them if you are swinging at someone with deadly with brass knuckles on that's like yeah, a le- reasonable person speaking, is gonna go you are using mm, a lethal deadly force that that's not cool you have just at the at the uh minimum uh accelerated your charge from assault to aggravated so, you know, we're talking here about so physiological stops uh, from strikes are incredibly dangerous. Uh, and that also includes strikes with blunt force objects. Uh, you know, it's so one of the cr- reasons why I like the increasing use of the term less lethal instead of non-lethal, because a yes. lot of shit that that's out there that's non-lethal isn't. So it like, can kill you. Things that are non-lethal. Pepper spray is non-lethal. 
pepper spray will not pepper spray alone as an element will not kill you. Is you it possible have to have something significantly other wrong with you already for that to have to cause the traumatic event? Right. Like happens. people have had cardiac events because they've been pepper sprayed, but that's not the pepper spray's fault. That's because they needed to go for a jog. Um, or they were, you know, jacked up on all sorts of drugs and their heart went hasta la vista. And just, <laughs> just like no, nope, it just gave not up. One it more said, thing, I'm, done. I'm out. <laughs> so now the when we talk about like trauma-based stops, what's happening with those with those with strikes is it's usually shutting down your computer. It is disrupting the electrical, uh, it's disrupting the brain's ability to send electrical impulses to and from other parts of the body, which is why if you watch any amount of fighting or you spend a lot of time in bars and stuff, the worst strikes that you see are where the dude or the woman locks up when they get hit. Like they get hit and their whole body like locks up and goes rigid and then they fall down. That means their brain is, it's the, Nothing is moving. Pat, no signals they, are firing they got from their hit brain. And immediately into... saw error four hundred four. Yeah. This like whomp. to this day, the worst one of those I've ever seen is when uh, Valentina Shevchenko head kicked Jessica I, and it sounded like somebody hit a fucking punching bag with a baseball bat. And this girl, which is she was half bent over because she was thought she was going to slip the kick, and she fell exactly like she was in the position that the strike hit, and just flatline. I'm like. Fun fact, my my the first time I was knocked out, I went rigid and everyone around me thought I was joking when I fell over because none of them thought that the body goes rigid when you unconscious. They thought you crumpled. Nope, I went rigid. Um, It depends. Some guys go rigid. Some guys crumple. Um, you see them both. Mm-hmm. It is. I get more afraid of the rigid guys. Yeah. I feel like, like you're hitting you, harder. You're, you're like, you're headed there's, somewhere. There's nothing, let, there's nothing absorbing the additional right. traumatic things that are going to happen to you on the way down. Um, I was in asphalt this, too. That was fun. On top of, on top of strikes being weird. The one thing that I always see, um, stabbing someone will not result in a psychological stop. That is a very, uh, very true statement. I know people who have been stabbed who at the time that they were stabbed just thought they got punched. That is the vast majority of people that I have seen get stabbed. We're not aware that they had been stabbed. Um, it occasionally I have seen videos where people get stabbed like, oh, God, uh, the naked knife is more likely to create a psychological st- stop. Oh, yeah. Then than a knife being put to use. Most people get stabbed and they're like, oh, what was that? Uh, why are you doing that? Um, there, There's no, if, if you think about it physically, there's no pain element that the knife is delivering that immediately goes, I'm being stabbed. It, right. it doesn't feel like that. Cuts don't feel the same way as when you cut your hand or something no, like that. Think, think of how many times you didn't know you cut yourself. Especially right. if it's like a properly sharp knife. It'll actually yeah. be even worse. Um, I know that there is it's a hotly contested issue, and I know some people in the in the comment section they're gonna come for me. Ninety-nine percent of what is sold to people as knife fighting is complete and utter horseshit. The only stuff that works is prison shanks. Um, which is a lot of control the body, target a region, and deliver 30 plus stab wounds to that region 
and that should work. You are um, you are uh, you are turning into a sewing machine whose thread is blood. Anything anything about like targeting cutting? No, people move, people slip. We add blood to the situation. Does it happen? Yeah. Will it happen reliably? No. When what you see a lot is you see people with knives who you see people with knives fighting with those knives like they saw in the movies because they don't know how to fight with knives. And then you see somebody who knows how to fight with a knife and it's not like what you see in a movie or no, in good, a TV good show. Good knife fighting looks like, like good fighting. It, it looks like grappling with yeah, a knife. It's it's grappling, but you have a sharp thing to start letting the blood out. Mm, prison knife fights. Also, um, a lot of the knives that you see that get sold for self-defense are terrible because they don't have a mechanism on them to... like. So this, I love this buck knife, right? This is a beautiful knife. I would really not want to stab somebody with this knife because there's no mechanism on this to stop my hand from going straight up the blade on impact and then cutting my hand all, all to bits. Yeah. So not a super great option for that. And, you know, we could talk about, we, you know, if we wanted to do a, a show about effective knife fight training, I would just, I would just call Craig and I'd be like, Craig, could you yes. please talk about this for two hours? We're not going to talk. You just talk. 100%. Um, uh, and I strongly recommend, you know, uh, if you don't want to say go to prison and learn how to shank people there, you could just take Ewo from Craig and that would probably be as close as most people will want to get to prison knife fights. Um, so, and then lastly, you know, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about guns because I would like to think that most of us understand how guns work to cause incapacitation and they're much more effective than all of these other methods because, Unlike strikes, you're not playing a will-they-won't-they they game of will-they-go-down, maybe they'll die, maybe they won't. You know, with guns, you are starting from the presumption of deadly force, just like you are with a knife, mm -hmm. but you are also starting with a much more effective delivery system for that force. Because with a gun, you can actually target specific areas. You can target the computer. You can target, you know, the upper thoracic cavity, uh, you know, not the abdomen. Again, people have survived getting shot in the gut for a long time, too. If you didn't get sent, your chances are better in the year 2023 with our medical, our current medical systems than they have ever been. There's yeah, a I mean, reason why GWAT injury rates were excellent, despite some absolutely, you know, horrific wounds. And the death rate was so low. It's because medicine was good. Like people would survive getting shot in the gut in the Civil War if they didn't get sepsis. You know, yeah. if you didn't get sepsis, you probably were going to live. Would you be happy about it? No. <laughs> you know, it's so it's again, the we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on firearms, but uh, the idea that trauma works the way you see it work in movies and TV shows is absolutely false. All right. So you want to be able to and there's so much. I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe I get frustrated when I see people complaining about this stuff on the internet because I'm like, she had immediate access to medical care and she was stabbed off the center line. Like, you don't even have, your spleen's not even over there. She's fine, right? Did that hurt? Yeah. Would she be in pain until her internal injuries healed up? Yeah. They have Bacta in Star Wars. It's magic, okay? It's just a healing potion they put on stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, they they have magic HP 
make good again potion there. Like (laughs) that's a mechanic they did. And if you want to call it magic or sci-fi, either way, they have a way to get your health bar full again. And they made up ways to replace limbs, which like every major character in Star Wars uh, had a limb go missing, which was really funny on the lead up to episode eight was the memes dropping of Anakin episode two, (laughs) Luke episode five and Ray's like, I don't wanna, I don't <laughs> this, is, cut off. this is the movie they should have cut her leg off i think that would have made her a more interesting character but that's because yeah and then and then ryan johnson was given the helm of the movie yeah we don't we 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 have to do this i don't nope. want to get hate mail nope. okay? yep. I, do, I don't i don't want to get I, well i don't want to get more hate mail than usual um <laughs> so uh we're gonna wrap this one up guys uh i do want to end this episode with something with a, to talk real quick about something that we're doing so in a future episode, we want to do an episode called Self-Defense Stories, and we want to talk about your self-defense stories. So if you have those, uh, you can post them in the comments or you can email them to me at uh, – wait, hang on. i got to look at my iCloud email address because that's the one that I'm comfortable giving out over the friggin' uh, on the airwaves, as it were. Uh, you can email them to me at gunnutsmedia at iCloud.com. Um, you know, we want to hear your stories of self-defense. It doesn't have to be an actual gun use. It could be a pepper spray. It could be a time that you like walked around a corner, observed a drug deal starting to go sideways. And you're like, oh, look, let's go in the other direction. All right. I think these stories are interesting. I know you guys think they're interesting. Uh, we've all had, you know, our own experiences with them through our own jaded pasts um, or checkered pasts. Jaded past is a different turn of phrase uh jack's the most checkered of all uh he he uh regularly i, I prefer to call it hound's tooth. He's oh it, it, it's a hound's tooth it's a <laughs> or or if you wanted to you know actually you might get in trouble you you got to be real careful if you want to call it a gingham past uh because <laughs> you got to be real real precise with that enunciation especially down in atlanta a what past a what <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh on that note that is it for this episode thank you everyone for liking sharing subscribing watching listening make sure that you uh if you're not subscribed that you do and you hit that notification bell uh leave us five star reviews on itunes and amazon because that pushes us up them itunes charts which i don't actually ever look at but i've been told that it does uh and we will be back next week with an all-new episode